Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Rausch, and this is episode number 15, and we are back. I want to start this podcast off with just a huge thank you to everybody that's donated to the Black Independent Artist and Songwriter Fund. Uh, it's the fundraiser that we have going on through the podcast, and uh, we've raised $740 of our $10,000 goal so far. We're getting donations every day. Um, and I know we're going to hit that number in no time. So everyone that's participated, you guys are the best. Seriously, uh, it's a great feeling to to see the support and to see the immense generosity. So thank you so much. We've already been able to disperse some of that money to artists and songwriters. And uh, it's going right back into the community, right into the music. And um, yeah, just, just super appreciative. Um, if you want to donate and you haven't yet, uh, please go to the website, paidinfullpodcast.com. There's a donate button there on the homepage. And uh, if you're an artist that wants to uh, apply for some of those funds, you can do so as well from the website. Again, that's paidinfullpodcast.com. And uh, if you need some help navigating it, just hit me up, you know, DM me or uh, reach out to me through the site too. Um, but yeah, just just truly amazing thing we got going on. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about a question I get often, and it has to do with kind of corporate structure. And a lot of artists and songwriters come to me and say, look, you know, I have my master's, I have my publishing. Um, Do I need an LLC? Do I need to set up a corporation? What is a fictitious business name? Am I a sole proprietor? What, you know, when I create new entities, what do I do? And I love answering this question. Uh, There's so many different scenarios that you can think about and how they apply to your career. But I'm going to walk you through some of the basics today of how to think of it because bottom line, yeah, if you're an independent artist or songwriter, you need to start looking at yourself as a business. And, you know, last episode, I talked about kind of building your foundation, making sure you're tapping into all these different areas where you can collect your royalties and focus on collecting your money. Now, there's the other side, the corporate structure where, okay, now that that money is flowing in, what does that mean financially for you? And how do you navigate this the right way? How can you protect your money? And uh, I want to clear up the air with some of those things that you may or may not need to do. So that being said, I'm going to talk from a perspective first of someone who's an independent artist and songwriter. That means you write your own songs and uh, you also own your own masters. This is a very common case for many of, uh, of you listeners out there. And uh, if you're a manager and you, you manage an artist or a songwriter, this is super helpful for you too. But, you know, if you've listened to past episodes, you know I always say, look, keep everything separate. If you're a songwriter, keep your publishing separate from your sound recordings as an artist. Just because you do both, because you write your songs and record them, you got to think of things a little bit differently and a little bit separate. Keep your lanes separate. Now, first, let's just talk about the publishing side um, because this is a question that comes up a lot when you affiliate with your PRO, your performance rights organization like ASCAP or BMI, and you're picking your publisher name. So we're going to start with the songwriting. We're going to start with the publishing and what to do, okay? First, um, you know, when you go join a PRO, say, uh, let's just say ASCAP, right? And you know me, I say, look, you should join as a writer and you should also join as a publisher. 
Set up both accounts. Very, very important to make sure you're collecting all your money from both sides. Remember, the PROs pay two types of royalties. Your uh, Well, one type of royalty, but to two entities, your writer share and your publisher share. So because they have these two sides to them, you want to create these two accounts. Now, when you create your publisher account, it's going to ask you to pick a publishing name. Now, this name can be anything you want. Um, mine is Get Rauschy Music. A lot of my friends call me Rauschy uh, from my last name, Rausch. Uh, it's something that's been with me for you know a, a very, very long time. It's kind of silly, but hey, my name is Get Rauschy Music. That's my ASCAP publishing name. Um, your publishing name can be anything. It could be your first name, last name, and then publishing or music at the end of it. Um, or it could be as creative as you want to be. It has, it could be nothing, uh, it could have nothing to do with anything and just be something special to you. There's, you could be as creative or not with your publishing entity name. Now, when you create this entity name, uh, they're going to first check to see if there's a name that is already taken or if your name is kind of close to something that's already taken. So, you know, for example, let's say out there, there was another writer with my name and uh, they had Rauschy music and mine was Get Rauschy music. ASCAP may not accept that because the names are so similar that they also don't want to draw any, you know, too strong similarities to to have any confusion happen. So they're going to say this name is either acceptable or is not. Now, once your name is acceptable, then you can kind of fill out the rest of the account and, um, you know, set, set up your entity that way. Now, there's a couple ways to start thinking about your entity on the publishing side. So one, you, you don't need to set up an LLC or a corporation or anything with publishing. Typically, throughout almost all the clients I've ever worked with, all the songwriters I've ever worked with, Unless it's like in a state that owns the copyrights, which only happens when either those copyrights are transferred to an organization or a state, um, that can happen when someone passes away, their songs are, are in a trust um, or with the estate. But generally, when a songwriter creates their publishing entity, your publishing is owned by you, the author. And this goes back to copyright law. When you register your songs with the copyright office, they're going to ask you know, who is the author and also the, who is the claimant. Now the author is the claimant and the author is you. Now, sometimes these, your copyrights can get transferred to different organizations like other publishing companies. But for, to, to start off your publishing, your copyrights, your songs are to, are just linked to you. So the way you want to think about your entity is as a sole proprietor. You don't need to set up a separate LLC. You are the owner yourself. Your copyrights remain with you. That's what I always suggest. And again, look, I'm just going to say this as like a caveat. Always check with like tax people or, you know, an accountant or a lawyer if you want to talk about the advantages and disadvantages um, or any benefits you may receive doing it otherwise. But my best suggestion always is to keep your publishing entity directly with you as a sole proprietor. Um, and that's just the way way um, most people do it. Now, in creating kind of an entity, you also want to create what's called a fictitious business name, or you may know of it as a DBA, a doing business as. Now, 
What that allows you to do is basically uh, you can you can fill out a form in your county. Um, there's you know just type in like the state that you're in if you're in uh, or, or the city that you're in and type in DBA or fictitious business name and it'll direct you to a website with the uh, county registrar and uh, they'll have an area to fill out the form and walk you through it. It's a very very simple process. But what it means to have a DBA is it means that you can actually get paid like a check can be made out to that name. So it kind of, it doesn't create any like legal separation. It's not like, oh, you have a protected entity now that's separate from you. These assets are still with you. Your money's still with you. You're personally liable. You carry all that liability. But a DBA just gives you kind of an official name. And with that, you can also set up a bank account. So here's here's a, is an, an example using my name, right? Get Roushy Music is my publishing entity. I can then go and create my DBA. So my name would be Joe Roush DBA Get Roushy Music. And that means Joe Roush doing business as Get Roushy Music. I take that to the bank and I say, look, I want to set up a separate account, a separate bank account just to keep my royalties separate. And I want to have it under Get Roushy Music. That way, ASCAP can cut a check directly to get Roushy Music. It doesn't have to cut a check to Joe Roush. So you can start building some separate um, separate things like a bank account and uh, keeping your entity name just as a name in itself, like as a, as a legal business name. Even though there's no real like, you know, separation of uh, assets, it allows you, a DBA allows you to create this new business name. And the advantages of that is that, you know, it's just a way to, to kind of keep your money separate. Like I said, if you have a separate bank account, um, if you want to receive checks in, in that name. So it's a good way to just kind of separate income um, and organize that. Also, the other point here is that for tax reasons, you may be writing things off. You know, say you're a songwriter and part of your songwriting business is writing songs. So maybe you go buy a guitar or you buy a keyboard. Uh, you can actually write that stuff off if your profession is a songwriter and it kind of helps to track that income when it's going into a separate bank account. And uh, you can just run that bank statement against your expenses and create a little profit loss, which we'll, we'll get into. But as a songwriter, that's what you should be doing. I recommend everyone to create a DBA. This is, remember, think of yourself as a business. These are the foundational business steps you can start taking. And the fee is fairly low. Um, it really doesn't cost a lot of money to do this, but it's super helpful uh, just to not have all your money kind of tied up together. And I, I, I just very much recommend it. So make sure, uh, make sure you do that. You also may want to check if that business name is taken. Uh, it's, you know, you can do this uh, as well. Um, online, you could you could check if your business name is taken. And sometimes people like to do that before picking their PRO name. So say you're thinking about picking an entity name and you want to make sure that, you know, you don't pick an ASCAP name that's, uh, you know, available in ASCAP, but you can't get the DBA for it. So you kind of want to do both. It's just a good thing to do. Is this 100% necessary? No, it's not. You don't need a DBA. I just like to always recommend it. I think it's it's just great to have kind of a separate business name to conduct business. And um, and there are some advantages that you can get with that just in terms of how you track your income. 
So, but um, that's just, you know, the first thing to start thinking about. And the steps are easy. Like I said, you can just go, like you know, Google it, type in your city and fictitious business name in the Google search, and it will give you all the information you need to know. Um, you'll probably see like LegalZoom pop up because you can do it through them. I don't recommend going through a company like LegalZoom because the process is pretty easy. And I would suggest just learning how to do it. You know, you can contact your county registrar and they'll walk you through it. It's a very simple process. Don't overspend money that you don't need. You should learn this because remember, you are a business. Start learning the business. Take the extra time to learn some of these things. It will empower you so much more. So DBA, again, a very simple thing to do but it's a way to establish yourself a little bit as a business and get your publishing in order. I always recommend it. Um, So go do that. If you have any questions, hit me up. I will let you know. Now, when we talk about your masters, this is another side. And you know me, like I said, I like to keep things separate. So should you create a separate corporate entity for your masters? And before I answer this question, you have to first understand why you would even do that. And I've seen a lot of people set up um, a completely separate entity like an LLC for their masters. Now, the first part is thinking about limiting your liability. And that's what LLC stands for, limited liability company. So what does limited liability really mean? And again, look, I'm not a lawyer. So obviously, you know, always consult with a lawyer. But to walk you through some of the basics, it means if you get sued. So if your record label gets sued, say you have your master's and um, you have maybe an uncleared sample or there's some dispute of something that happens with your label and someone decides to sue you, well, they can only go after the assets that are in that LLC. They can't come after you personally. So it creates this separation of liability um, and, or, or this, this area of protection that it gives you from your personal assets. And that also extends to your publishing because if you're publishing like we talked about, is with you as a personal asset. It's linked to you, to, uh, to you as a sole proprietor. It's You are the author. You are the claimant. You, you are the copyright owner. Well, if somebody sues you for your master recordings because they're treated as separate copyrights, then that also means they can't come for your publishing side. So your publishing and all your songs and royalties there aren't included in that lawsuit. So it creates that separate Um, that separation, uh, which is really, really important, especially if you start to generate a significant amount of income, you want to keep this income separate. And because again, the publishing is tied to you, a lot of people don't tie their masters to themselves individually either as a sole proprietor. They create a separate entity. So that's an advantage. That's what I've seen. Now, the other thing to think about too is um, maybe on your master side, you are functioning like a traditional record label. Maybe you have your own masters, but you're signing artists. That's another reason for you to set up it, to set that up as a separate entity. You also may have a partner, uh, someone that you're working with. Maybe it's a business partner or an investor or a producer or anyone that you're doing business with. And you say, hey, let's set up a kind of a label and let's run this label, create a separate entity for that. But it can also just be you and yourself. And you can you can create an LLC if it's just you. Now, is it a necessity to create an LLC when you're just starting off? No, you, you don't have to always do it. You can have your masters to you as a sole proprietor. That's fine. Just understand the risk, understand the liability. 
Um, also understand the financials behind it. You know, it's costly to start an LLC. There's annual taxes you have to pay. Um, I know at least here in California and it can be costly to set up that LLC. Now, if you're not generating a lot of money, it's just a good thing to factor in that cost and factor in that risk. Um, but some people say like, Hey, I'm, I want to start a record label and I want to create the LLC day one without having any income because the income will eventually come. And I want to start building a strong foundation and just have it set up from day one. That's totally fine too. So there's a lot of ways to start looking at this, but is it an absolute necessity? No, don't be, you know, don't, don't think that, Oh my God, I don't have my LLC set up. I, I can't function. You can totally function just as a sole proprietor. Now, the other part of this too that you need to be thinking about just in structuring your business is one, after you get kind of past the corporate structure part, you know, creating your publishing entity, thinking about what you want to do for the label side, if you're going to keep it as a sole proprietor, if you're going to have an LLC, a corp, an S corp, the other things you have to think about, um, and if you're in a position to do that. Once you get past there, also understand that you as an artist, are because you're running a business, you can write things off against that. If you are professionally and you're making money, royalties from that, as I don't care how little the royalties may be, whether it's a hundred thousand or a million dollars a year or ten dollars a year, the fact that you're actively doing this as a profession means there can be some great tax benefits like writing your equipment off as a as a tax deduction. And, um, you know, studio sessions, different things that may be um, deemed for your like a business expense. And again, this is why it's so important to start talking to your preferred tax person about this, because when you think about this as a business, you may be spending a lot of money, whether it's distribution fees, copyright fees, um, you know, like I said, equipment you know, mixing costs, whatever, all these costs that you're enduring as an artist, and you may not be making money back as quick because this is an investment into you. You may be able to write all of that stuff from your, off your taxes. And that's a huge thing that can save you a lot of money, but this is what it means to start thinking about a business. So track all your expenses, track line item, create, you know, itemize them out. Also track how much money you're making. So you can have that separately, right? Say you make, you know, let's just say you made $5,000 year one, but your expenses were $10,000. So you're operating at a loss. Understand that and understand that, well, since you're operating at a loss, maybe um, meaning meaning you didn't get a profit, so you're not going to be taxed on any profitable income. And you may be able to receive money back from all the things that you've expensed um, once once it's time to do your taxes every year. I can't tell you how many artists don't do this. They, you know, so many independent artists don't write this stuff off. And again, from state to state and even different countries, it's different. So make sure you talk to a professional, but really start thinking about this. Like you are a business. If you are a songwriter, you're a business. If you're a, you know, a recording artist, you're a business, you're a record label, you're a publisher. These are really, really important things. Um, 
And if you even have a studio, say other people are recording in your studio or you're a producer and uh, you have people in there and maybe they're also paying you studio studio fees or session fees, you can function that also as a business and structure that as a business, as a studio. So start getting your mind in the business mind, um, especially when it comes to like tax and corporate entities. This is incredibly important stuff and can probably save you a lot of money. But more so, it's about building that foundation and treating and thinking about yourself as a business because you know, you can endure marketing costs just like a record label can, uh, promotion costs, publicity costs, distribution costs, copyright costs. There's a lot of costs that you endure as an independent artist and same as a songwriter. If you are generating royalties of any kind, I don't care if it's a penny, you are working professionally at something, you're getting income for it just like any other business. So I'm telling you, really start looking at yourself like that and understand what corporate entity do you need to set up and when? Um, now, this can also change just because you set up a corporate entity, you know, say you set it up as an LLC, or maybe you start off as a sole proprietor, then you move to an LLC, then things get bigger and it evolves into a corp. That's the great thing about business is that the structure can change um, and it does all the time. So, you know, but again, Understand the reasons for doing something, for setting up an entity, for setting up a corporate structure. Um, think about the reasons first before just blindly doing it. And know that if you are starting out, you can function as a sole proprietor and that in itself can be an independent business. Um, it just you know depends about the liability. Also, the other thing too that I want to um, quickly talk about, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, when you do set up that corporate entity, say you decide on your master side, you want to set it up as an LLC. Another benefit of an LLC is that you can set up a bank account with that, um, but actually get a tax ID number and it's called an EIN and you can actually um, get a, a number that's treated as a complete separate taxable entity. You don't get that with the DBA. Even though you can set up a bank account with the DBA, you don't actually get a separate tax ID. So that's another benefit to having an LLC. It's literally taxed as a totally different entity um, and not you personally. And that's a huge benefit. So again, there, there's a lot of things to think about um, when you're building this out and how you want to grow it. Are you going to sign writers on the publishing side? Are you going to sign artists on the, on the record label side? But today... You are a record label and you are a music publishing company. You are a business. Understand that. Really, really understand that and treat it like that. Treat this like a business. Um, I can't express that more. And uh, it's so important, especially as you build and when you get deals. Here's another thing too. When you get a deal, you may have leverage. Say you set yourself up as a record label and to have your masters and maybe you're an artist that gets signed to a record deal. Well, maybe you don't do a record deal. Maybe you decide to do a joint venture. Maybe you set it up as an imprint and um, you split profits with the record label and they don't sign you as an artist, but they actually sign your label. And maybe you want to develop artists under that label too. So there's cool things you can do there too as well. Um, same with a publishing entity. Maybe you set up your publishing company and you want to sign writers and you want to do a deal with another publishing company like a joint venture and uh, you guys are both in it together, that can totally happen. So think about this way of setting up your corporate entities and the deals that can come and, and think about 
It's more than just being an artist and a songwriter. You're really building a business that's no different than anything else. And uh, the second you start really thinking about it like that and treating it like that, you're going to see your success differently. You're going to see your strategy differently. um, And it'll just help you overall kind of function in the business differently and way more effective. So that being said, um, like I said, I just wanted to kind of take a little time to talk about this. I've had a lot of conversations with artists about this stuff. So before you just go and jump on LegalZoom and start setting things up, really think it through. If you have any questions, schedule some coaching time with me. I'm happy to sit down and talk to you. Um, it's totally free, 30-minute sessions. You could book time on my calendar through my, my uh, website at paidinfulpodcast.com. Again, the little drop. But uh, make sure you do that. Um, and we can talk about it and throw around the different scenarios. And uh, also talk to other experts about it too. Tax people, accountants, um, lawyers, you know, really understand what you're doing before you do it. That's the best advice I have. So that being said, thanks again for listening and I will see you on the next episode.